Well, hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everybody is having an absolutely terrific day, as always. And I wanted to make sure I clarified something starting off today. I got a lot of emails about what's been happening in Boulder, Colorado yesterday, and I want to clarify I have just made sure that I'm not, I'm not saying as of yesterday that the individuals were not killed in that store. My condolences go to the family. I think a lot of people misinterpreted some of what I said. I fully believe there were people shot in that store. What I told you guys yesterday was none of this made any sense from what they were trying to tell us. And now as we see, the individual who is the suspected shooter was not a – white supremacist like they originally tried to put out there, but his name was Ahmad Aisa, who basically came over from Syria at 12 years old and now was involved in the shooting over there. And, of course, it didn't take the leftist communist Democrats more than about two to three hours yesterday to get on television, to get on the news, to get into the congressional hearing and start demanding we have unbelievably draconian background checks, unbelievably restrictive gun measures, unbelievably controlling gun bills forced upon the American populace. And what's ironic is nobody wanted to discuss the fact that this guy was pretty much now, as we see, a Muslim terrorist who was unbelievably hardcore, hated Trump, hated America, pretty much hated everything as far as what we're about. And 10 of the 10 people he shot were all white. So that just, I guess, hasn't bothered to be shown in the public or discussed. So I thought I would bring that up. But understand, the same thing I told you yesterday, they are going to come after the guns unbelievably hard. Unfortunately, this isn't going to be the last incident. They are going to continue to do this over and over and over again like they did with 9-11. 9-11 was a huge, huge attack that was very well orchestrated from multiple, multiple facets of our government and from the Middle East and from Israel. This is not going to stop until they basically get the American populace to beg for gun control. Right now they know that if they try to push some draconian measures and ramrod them through, that quite frankly, majority of the American populace is just going to ignore them. They're just going to ignore them because they don't have the public – consent to do this they always like to get the public's consent whenever they start doing these unbelievably illicit behaviors and that's what they're going to try to do now they're going to try to get the vast majority of america again so terrified of guns just like they did with covid to make the vast majority of americans so terrified of american patriots that own guns that they're going to start demanding everybody's firearms are stripped from them out of the safety of the American community. So be aware of that. Understand what's about to start happening. I just thought I would throw that out there. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting now, as we've seen the chemtrail, the global weather experiments, all of these things being used for decades now. Down here in Florida, because we have such clear blue skies, it's very, very easy to see when they run the planes and they'll actually 
zigzagged them and crisscrossed them and checkerboard them all across the state of Florida. And I've recorded it. Dad's recorded it. Numerous other people have recorded it. And you, if you're awake and you actually bother to look up in the sky, you can see it. And you'll watch them sometimes. They'll, they'll literally back and forth checkerboard planes all day long to the point where finally the checkerboard starts to haze into this, this cloud spooge and completely covers up the entire sun. Well, now, of course, Bill Gates and all his endless amounts of money that he gets from the bankers is now starting his first test project to spray millions of tons of chalk into the atmosphere to dim the sun in June. Oh, that's 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 funny. This is the first time they're going to plan on doing this. now. Isn't that ironic? They're first now going to start trying this. No, what they're doing is they're going to send up a giant weather balloon that spews out chalk all day long and settles to dim the sun and then they're going to do some type of geoengineering monitoring to see what's going to happen with it obviously it doesn't take somebody that's a rocket scientist to realize this type of geoengineering has been going on for decades but for some odd reason right now with this, what they're talking about with Bill Gates and disclosure of the geoengineering, to what we've also seen with the coming disclosure of these UFOs and all this, for some odd reason, there's a lot of stuff that's coming to the forefront, whether it's to be a distraction while they try and steal the guns, whether it's a distraction while they try to bring in a massive horde of migrants into the country unchecked, whether it's a distraction while they continue to wreck the economy. I told you guys yesterday – Biden now, well, it's not even Biden. He's a bumbling buffoon. His handlers, they're now discussing bringing forth a $3 trillion stimulus bill as if the inflation that we're seeing already isn't starting to spool up enough. It appears they're in a full-blown money printing extravaganza and they cannot print enough of it right now they know that they have the excuse under covid to completely and totally undermine the wealth and redistribute the wealth from the country and basically essentially restrict it from the vast majority of people so they can absorb most of it as we saw last year amazon costco walmart the whole nine yards they were all all essential businesses generated tens of billions of dollars in net profit growth. Most companies around the country, most small businesses, what happened? They were forced to shut down. This is communism at its finest example, and it's exactly what we're seeing here now with this socialistic mentality. I was talking to Steve earlier, and he basically was discussing a issue with a uh, – California resident yesterday. It was their, they're basically a customer of ours. And they said they're, they're having this huge, horrific time in California right now. Last year, they basically got together and, you know, were getting a house and they bought a house together. A couple did and they paid for the house. And under the moratorium of California, if somebody doesn't want to move out of a house, they don't have to. So they bought the house from this guy. This guy was paid. The mortgage was covered. The house was theirs now, free and clear, and he decided he didn't want to move out of the house. And they got law enforcement involved. Law enforcement visited him numerous times, and they said, unfortunately, under this executive order moratorium that the governor signed, we cannot evict him. And they said, but it's our house now. He's trespassing. They said it doesn't matter. He was living here. When the moratorium was signed, you can't kick him out. You guys are basically going to have to try to sue him in court now or wait until this moratorium is over with, and then we can physically remove him from the house. But right now, you guys can't do anything. 
you owe for the house. It's your house, but you cannot live here. You cannot go inside. If you do anything, you can basically be charged with trespassing. And they said, this doesn't make any sense. They said, yeah, we know. We're dealing with it all the time. And Ruben was telling me about this earlier. He said, down in Venezuela, this is exactly what started happening. If you left your house or went on vacation, you'd come home. You'd have eight, nine, ten people living in it. All of a sudden, you'd come back from two, three-month vacation, and you go, dude, what are you doing? They said, well, this is our house now. You go, what do you mean it's your house? It's my house. I own it. Here's the title. No, we're living here now. Nobody was here. So we have squatting rights because we moved in, and they cannot legally kick them out of the house. That is what happens under socialism and communism. And remember what the World Health Organization – or excuse me, the World Economic Forum – they did that video last year, that commercial said, you will own nothing and you'll love it. And it went into detail how you will not own your house. You will not own private property. You will have a collective apartment that people will live in and out of. And you'll live there when you're there and then somebody else will live there when you're gone. And then you'll move back in and they'll move somewhere else. And everything's collectivism. You don't even really own any clothes. You don't own a vehicle. It discussed this in general, the World Economic Forum. You can look it up. That That's the new way of life and that's going to be the best way for everybody to live is a collectivism mindset, which is a Essentially, communism and the upper elite control and run everything, and you basically get the crumbs that they scrape off their plate at the end of the meal like good little peasants, and you say thank you for them. This is the primary reason why they want to disarm the populace. As I said yesterday and I've said many a times, the only reason a group of individuals wants to fully disarm you is because what Ever they're planning on doing to you in the future, you would normally shoot them for. That is why they want to disarm you so heavily right now because they know what's coming with the World Economic Forum, with the United Nations, with the collectivism, communism state they want to bring in over the next coming years. And they do not want anybody to have the ability to defend themselves against these draconian measures. What do you think, Dad? Well, also, you covered a lot of material, so let me kind of go back through it a little bit with you. Hunger Games is where they're taking us. They told us what they were going to do. They put the movies out. They were huge blockbuster movies. Yep. That's what they want. They want us to live in certain districts, live in little bitty houses. They want everybody disarmed because if they have you disarmed, you cannot defend yourself. You see it in the Hunger Games the movie. Watch it. When someone would sit up there and protest, they would just shoot them. They would just kill them, and nobody could fire back because all the weapons were gone. Uh, it was completely and totally a utopia for these guys and a nightmare for all the other people living there. And then they would force them to fight to the death every year as for entertainment as part of a gladiatorial combat. It was crazy. As far as the houses are not being evicted, I have multiple friends of mine who basically own rental properties that they can't get the people out of their houses who won't pay the rent. They said it's a nightmare. In fact, one man, he's a friend of mine, he actually told me, he said I had to pay somebody to move out. I had to give them literally thousands of dollars to move out. They wouldn't move out. The guy actually set up a GoPro camera inside of the house. That So when he wasn't there, he could monitor if the landlord would come in and look so he could turn him into the law enforcement. He was trespassing so that the landlord would be turned in for trespassing on his own property. Yeah, it went to that level. And so my buddy, who was the landlord, finally had to give the guy money to move out the GoPro camera and to vacate the home. It's to that level. And this is why so many people aren't working. This is why it's almost impossible to find a good employee right now. Why? Because the majority of the people out there – basically who know and want to work are working and the rest of these people who don't want to pay rent, 
who don't want to basically live on anything but their stimulus checks, who haven't been evicted, are just sitting around. They're not doing much anything. They want to sleep all day. They become the lowest common denominator as far as productive citizens, which is exactly what happens in communism. Now, Biden wants to put a $3 trillion infrastructure bill out. That's all about basically inflating the currency. We're going to Weimar Republic. The only reason, again, this hasn't inflated the currency massively is because of the velocity of money has slowed down in all of the major states that are still locked down. That's why so many people are moving to Florida because they're trying to get away from lockdown conditions. Germany's locked down again. Angela Merkel, the hardcore communist, hardcore communist, probably Kabbalist, has locked Germany down yet again. I mean, you still can't get into Germany. I mean, the, the tourism is completely shut down. Germany's economy is just running on just fumes. I mean, it basically has a, just they're producing like 25, 15, 20 percent of the production they were putting out because they're shutting down the velocity of money. They're shutting it down because they're trying to stop the world from hyperinflating and losing the hegemony of the petrodollar, the United States dollar. And then we have the geoengineering model that Austin talked about, the big cover-up with that, now using chalk. Remember what I told you a few months ago? One of the primary reasons of geoengineering is to detect exotic propulsion systems in the upper ionosphere. Now, <laughs> you guys are figuring out why I said that. Because now we're about to have full alien disclosure, and they don't, like, they don't like these, whoever these things are, coming onto our planet and flying around without knowing where they are and what they're doing. And that's one of the other reasons we're doing geoengineering. But here's the thing. If you told me as a citizen of planet, planet Earth that we had an alien satanic race flying around above us, and we were having to make sure we kept them off the planet, and we have to use geoengineering in order to do that, I'd probably say – no, well, I got that. I don't, well, I don't like it, but I mean, at least we're keeping these weirdos off the planet. Ah, but that's not the reason. These guys like the weirdos on the planet, and they're being controlled by the weirdos. That's what's going on right now. Now, Biden has also said he's going to be putting out executive orders for gun legislation and gun control because of the Colorado shooting. He said, I don't have to wait any longer in his senile state. As he read the teleprompter, he said these things. And again, my deepest condolences to the family of the victims who were shot. But, you know, I have a simple question. Was this another gun-free zone they were in? Was the city Had this city passed a gun-free ordinance? Were concealed weapon holders not allowed to be in this store? You had pulled this stunt in the state of Florida, and you start walking around in a grocery store shooting people. You're going to have simultaneously a half dozen people pull weapons out and return fire. I'm telling you here in Florida, we don't play that game. That's why you always get these weird places like, you know, Colorado Springs and all. Remember the shooting with the Batman shooter fewers who were all up in that area, up in Aurora? All these places have all these weird rules, all these weird guidelines as far as what you can and can't do as far as concealed weapon carry. I know there's a local theater here in town. It's a national chain. You got a big sign on the front now. No concealed weapons of any kind allowed. Well, that tells me that the criminals are going to bring their concealed weapons in unless they're going through a metal scanner and that all of the gun law-abiding, gun-toting, you know, patriots who have weapons are going to have to leave them in the car. So that means only the criminals get to run into the movie theater with guns. <laughs> I don't comply. If they force me to basically, you know, if they're going to run me through a metal detector, I'm just not going to buy a ticket to the movie. How about that? How about we don't buy a ticket to see the stupid movie or go to a different theater? You see, this is what we've run into now. How do we know that store didn't have a big sign on the front door? No concealed weapons of any type. We don't know that. 
But like I said, this is, I said this yesterday. They always do this garbage in areas where they're not allowed to carry guns. They do it all the time like this. It's what they do. Now, listen, I'm going to change tax totally. Now, we're talking about the demonic entities and all the things that are up in the sky and the spaceships and all the stuff we've talked about with full disclosure coming our way very, very, very quickly with literally thousands of testimonials of people who have seen the ETs, seen the spaceships, seen the spaceships land. We have the trust me that all that stuff's available to the general population now if you look at it. So here's the thing: There's, there was a really good video on uh, TV last night. It was called "Unacknowledged." I was streaming it, and it's, it's and the guy, the guy named, by the name of Greer. And I don't trust Greer. Don't really care for him. Something ain't right with the boy. But he's doing a full blown disclosure in this movie "Unacknowledged," and I thought how interesting that all of these people and all of these presidents of the United States, including Jimmy Carter, and Ford, and Reagan. And much as I don't like to say it, Clinton wanted full disclosure, and Obama was being interviewed after he got out of office, and he was talking about the alien agenda with the host. And he goes, well, we're told to tell you that they don't exist. That's what he said. I mean, they got Obama saying this, the gay Kenyan. At least he's even talking about it. So here's the thing, guys. Something is about to be released because of that last bill that Trump signed that had within 180 days, unless they change it, by that bill that they were going to have to do a disclosure. So get ready for this. Now, in addition to that, be very, very careful. I had Terrence send me, he wanted me to know what I thought, but wanted me to tell him what I thought about this video that came through. And it was basically a video about the satanic cabal and the world agenda. And, and it had this, this girl who basically is being interviewed who looks like she's a transgender. I don't even think she's a female. And she's coming in with all of these crazy statements. Now, Here's what happens with these people who come out of nowhere, and suddenly they're a member of MK Ultra. They're a member of the Illuminati. They're a member of the Illuminati since they were four years old. They're a member of the Illuminati, and they're involved in all of these different cabals. Here's what they never talk about. They never talk about central banks. They never talk about Israel. I mean, that's like verboten. They never talk about the Kabbalah, and heaven forbid they talk about the Zohar. And all of this satanic worship, its foundational roots are in Zohar. But they won't go there because it's part of the Talmud. They won't do it. I was speaking to a, a friend of mine in Austin the other day. He's a local contractor, and he's Jewish, real nice guy. And I was talking to him two days ago, and uh, and we were basically discussing it. And I said to him, I said, what, what do you think about this Zohar thing? He goes, the Zohar? He goes, I don't read that. He goes, that's a bunch of weirdo stuff. It's a bunch of witches and warlocks and wizards and, and spells and all this other kind of crazy stuff. And I said, that's right. And I said, but I got to ask you a question. Isn't that part of your Talmud? He goes, well, yeah, it is. I said, how do you reconcile that? He goes, well, we just don't read it. And I said, well, it's part of your, one of your holy books. He goes, yeah, but we don't, we don't agree with that. I'm like, well, why don't you remove it? <laughs> yeah, why don't you remove it? I mean, but he, they, of course, he, he's just a local person here. He can't remove it. But the point is this. These people who come out and say, I was a member of the Illuminati, okay, when you finally dig down a little bit deeper, how do you know they're not an MK Ultra plant? I'm giving you guys some very, very, very specific things to look for. How do you know that they're not giving you out 80% of this and they don't want you to see the rest of it? This is what Q did. Q gave out 80% of truth and he came out with all this other crazy stuff to make the patriots sit back on their laurels and do absolutely nothing. Why? The world basically ended up being taken over by this cabal, this basically Switzerland bank-controlled cabal that basically has real big, big money. And the irony of this is last night I was watching a pastor, David Crank, 
and he was doing a show. And he finally, David has awakened. He has woke, he has woke up and he was doing a, in fact, last night he was doing a sermon and he goes, okay, we're going off of Facebook Live. We're going off of streaming. We're going off of everything. You have to have the app and we're going to tell you what's really going on. Oh yeah. So their, their, their Facebook stream went dead. And then he came back on and he goes, I can't talk about this stuff on Facebook or they'll pull my channel down. I can't talk about this on YouTube. They'll pull my channel down. We're streaming directly from the church. And he went into everything. He went into the full satanic cabal. He went into all of it, the child sacrifice, the drinking of blood, the child torture. He started talking about the international banks. He talked about all of it. Now, he didn't mention Israel. didn't do that because, I mean, he's, you know, I'm sure he's still being played on Zionist TV. But he talked about all the rest of it. And i got to give him credit. I really do. It took a pretty big set to do that. It really did because he is going again. He said that the pastors on the pulpit were basically being controlled through political correctness, and they refused to tell the truth of what the international bankers were doing. He said all of that last night, and I thought, whoa, and I've been working with him. He's been a friend of mine for like 16 years, and I've been telling him over and over again. I said, unless the pastors on the pulpit wake up, we're going to lose the country because the country basically has been completely and totally compromised. Now, there's a really good article, and I've posted it online. And it's the American education, child indoctrination, struggle sessions, and debt slavery. I'm going to read you part of this. The guy's name who wrote this is um, – I don't have his name on this, but that's all right. I'll find it in a second. It says, seemingly overnight, a large segment of America has gone insane. We're not talking about the culture of paranoia and safety that has metastasized in the wake of the COVID hysteria. We are talking about the ideological shift particularly on cultural issues that has occurred since the start of the Obama administration, or we call him the gay Kenyan, to pick an easy example, it would have been fairly uncontroversial even five years ago to say that men should not be allowed to compete in women's sports, regardless of what they might subjectively identify as. And yet this is now a common subject contention across a number of sports, including mixed martial arts and powerlifting. Yes, men are fighting women in mixed martial arts. Like, that's really fair. What's more, having the wrong opinion and expressing it publicly may make you the subject of public shaming. Blah, on their public shaming, they're not going to public shame me. I'm already, I'm not putting up with it. You can only be shamed in public if you allow them to shame you. I want you to, I want to hear you. I want you to know that. Up to and include losing your job. This is possible, and being de facto blacklisted from your industry. And like you know, that means like thrown off your 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 job or your industry, or if you're a doctor or you're a lawyer or whatever, and now you're in trouble with all that because you didn't bow to the great state. The point isn't to litigate the specific topic of trans-identified men competing in women's sports. We just only as one example of a broader cultural shift. Another far more troubling development is how quickly a significant and powerful minority of Americans grew to believe that America is fundamentally racist and the white Americans are now somewhat uniquely evil by virtue of their birth. He's absolutely right. Both of these are extreme viewpoints. But how did this change? Where did it come out of nowhere? And then he goes on to something very, very, very interesting. He starts talking about the Frankfurt School of Social Indoctrination. He goes into detail about how this has happened and where we found ourselves and why critical pedagogy, the ideally, the ideology of indoctrination. And he talks about all of the different people who were Marxists who wrote all of these books and how, like Austin said earlier, it becomes the new normal for the states. Indoctrination starts early with critical race theory. For kinder gardeners. Guys, if I could say anything to you, and Austin has said this to you so many times, please keep your kids out of the public school system. Children as young as six are being taught about transgenders, about how it's okay. It's okay to be a guy or a girl. And again, again, this article doesn't go into detail about the Kabbalah. 
and about the hermaphroditic agenda. This is like the great mystery to the vast majority of alt media. They don't want to go here and they don't want to talk about it. But what this is, this is all about control, including student loans, including all of it is about controlling every single person. In fact, IQ test bans are a major driver of university crisis because they don't want people to think. The ban on IQ tests is a major driver of the university crisis, a somewhat little-known 1971 Supreme Court case, Griggs versus Duke Power Company, is responsible for this. And in this case, in an unintended consequence, the Supreme Court is an indefinite wisdom ruled that IQ tests were too broad and thus racist. Do you hear me, guys? An IQ test is racist. And the only way to get a similar picture of prospective employees was a college degree which forced a number of people who have no business in academia to obtain college degrees as a prerequisite of employment. And we see this over and over and over with the Frankfurt School indoctrinations. I urge all of you to read through this article that I've posted on this. And guys, think about it for a second. Why in the world are we allowing this to happen in the United States? Well, because pastors, unlike David Crank, have not awakened, and they're not telling the people the truth. And so we're sitting back thinking, oh, this is progressivism. Progressivism is not okay if it takes you away from the core culture values of the country and how it was founded. It's not okay. And in most cases, progressivism not, doesn't mean you're progressing. It means you're doing more and more and more social compromising, and you're accepting other things that you shouldn't accept. Let's discuss Sodom and Gomorrah. That was a very progressive society. Angels show up there. Let's rape the angels. Oh, wow, they're young, young men, and they're really good looking. We're all going to come out and rape the angels. Oh, yeah, why don't you read about that in the book of Genesis? That's what progressivism leads to, complete and total moral compromise and accepting everything from everywhere for anything they want to do, and it's okay. Otherwise, you're a racist. If you're a racist or you're a bigot, if you speak out against it, not okay. Okay, Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? <laughs> well, no, that, that, that was well said, and, and that's exactly what – the inclusive culture is trying to promote. See, if they came in five, ten years ago and they said, listen, this is just something that we want to do here. They gave them a specific topic. They said, this is what we really like to do. You know, just kind of let us do this. Don't bother us about it. We'll keep to ourselves. We'll engage in this weird behavior on our own. And just kind of, just don't make fun of us about it. Just let us do our thing. We'll leave you alone and you leave us alone. And we kind of go, all right, you know what? I'm kind of libertarian on this, whatever. As long as I don't have to deal with it, as long as my family doesn't have to deal with it, we're okay with that. But the problem with it is it never stops with the inclusive agenda, exactly what Dad just said. It continues to go further and further and further and further until every man, young and old, in the city of Sodom came to Lot's house and demanded he tell the angels to come outside so every man, young and old, could have their way with the two angels that showed up. That's how far it goes to depravity when there are no limitations or restrictions on inclusive behavior. That's what we're constantly getting at. And I get flack from people like, oh, you don't have to be so rude. Oh, dude, I'm not being rude. I'm being a very, very open, direct, honest person. If a grown man walks into my office here wearing a dress and say, hey, uh, sir, are you, are you lost? There's something I can help you out with. If he goes, no, I, I need to get some supplements from you. And I'm going to go, okay, you, you want to wear a dress? You're a dude. You want to buy supplements? All right, as long as, as long as you get that you're a dude wearing a dress, we're all on the same page. Yeah, I know. 
I'm a dude wearing a dress. I want to wear a dress. I'm going to go, all right, what can I help you out with? I, I would. I'm glad to do that. Now, if he comes in and he goes, I go, sir, are you wearing a dress? Is everything okay? And he goes, my, my name is, I'm a ma'am. You call me ma'am when I walk in. I'm going to go, no, that's, that's going to be a hard no. Um, you're, you're definitely a grown man. You have a beard. You're wearing a dress. Do I need to have you Baker acted? Is everything okay? And they pitch a fit. So you have to call me ma'am. I'm going to sue you now if you don't call me ma'am. I'm going to say, you can leave my property or I'm going to have you trespass warned by the sheriff's department in the next 30 seconds. Do what you want. That's how I would respond to that. You can't go in and start saying because somebody wants to act mentally ill and they want to act confused in the skull that everybody else in the entire society, the other 99% of the society, has to accept their mental illness as a normality and as a new reality. You can't do that. Whenever you allow that to come in, you cease to operate in a reality. There is no more reality. You live in a fairy tale land, and the problem is when you go to fairy tale land, you go to full blown transgender. Everybody can be whatever they want. Fifty seven different pronouns. I want to be a walrus broomstick sheep for the day. That's what you have to call me. You go to a delusional state. And that's what's happened now. The United States has gone into a state of delusional psychosis. They don't know what's reality anymore. Hence why when somebody says, listen, you have to wear three masks now when you go outside. If you're in a parking lot, you wear three masks. If you don't, you could die. There's there's a virus out there. There's a virus out there somewhere, and you may get it. I know it's a 99% survival rate, but that doesn't matter. you got to wear three masks. We have a large percentage of the populace that goes, oh, oh okay, i got to wear three masks. Oh, I'll, I'll keep it on when I'm in my car, too. Wouldn't possibly want to catch COVID from myself in my car. And that's the problem we've gotten to now. Reality no longer exists. When reality no longer exists, a state of delusion then exists. When a state of delusion exists, every manner of filth, fear, perversion, and sadistic behavior starts to become accepted. As facts, because there is no basis in reality. There is no grounding. There are no biblical principles. There are no physics of reality left. It's just, I want to be a chick today, and I want to go run sprint in the girls' you know, sprint class, in the hurdle class. Okay, that's okay. You can do that, Austin. Uh, you know what? I don't want to do that today now. I want to go in the girls' wrestling class. I'm 200 pounds and six foot tall, but I'm a woman today, and I need to be in the girls' wrestling class because I think I'm a woman. Oh, okay. You can do that, Austin. Same thing like we saw with that one blithering idiot MMA class. It wasn't the UFC. It was another one where they let a grown man who identified as a female get into the octagon with another female. He cracked her skull open, and she had went into a, a mild coma. Cracked her skull with a flying knee. They went, oh, well, maybe, maybe we need to rethink allowing grown men that identify as women because they're confused perverts to fight in MMA fighting. Maybe, maybe we need to take a step back on that. And they did after that incident because he got huge blowback. Wake up, my friends. We have to live in a level of reality. We cannot go to a delusional state or else this becomes normal. This is what we're starting to see now all across the board, and this is why they're pushing it 
onto our young children, the more they can get the younger children to consistently live and grow up in a state of delusional psychosis, they will never, ever understand reality, much less ever hit concrete rational thought and be productive human beings that actually function with reasoning skills. It won't exist. They'll never reach that level in their life. They will constantly live in a state of delusion. That is why they want to promote this at five and six years old, to push these kids into a perverted world where they do not even know or understand that it's wrong. How else do you get every man, both young and old, in the city of Sodom to descend on Lot's house to rape the angels? How do you get that many men, every single man, young and old, to reach that level of sadistic behavior? They have to live in a state of delusion where there is no right or wrong and nothing's grounded in reality, and it's not okay to go sodomize men. It's not okay to engage in that type of behavior. They didn't realize it. That's why God firebombed them. There was no redemption or salvation for that entire city except for Lot's family. Everybody was so reprobate, there was no saving them. That's where they want to take this right now, and that's why they're trying to push the young kids into this agenda. Also, too, in other news, Dad brought something up, and I wanted to bring this up real quickly because he brought it up, and I thought about it. So I did a real quick search, and sure enough, he was spot on. Remember what he said about what were the gun restrictions in Boulder and so forth specifically at King Supers? Well, we know in Boulder they've had an assault weapons ban and a magazine ban in that city for the last um, two years now. Now, of course, right when I told you the judge overturned that just a week before this, they now have a shooting supposedly in Boulder that basically was completely, you know, uncontrolled, unprovoked, nothing was planned, which I told you guys the video yesterday, it looked a lot to me like there were some weird things going on with that shooting, bringing in a Syrian Muslim to come into a store and shoot 10 people. Very, very strange incident. King Supers, follow me here. King Supers is a Denver-based subsidiary of the supermarket giant Kroger. So basically, they're owned by Kroger. It operates more than 150 stores in Colorado and Wyoming. Kroger is based out of Connecticut, its main corporate headquarters. So King Supers is underneath Kroger. Well, if you guys remember, back in 2019, when there was the shooting in El Paso by the Wal- in Walmart, the unbelievably strange incident where the kid basically walks into the store under the cameras with, you know, gloves and headset on and walks in like he's ready to shoot everybody. And then you have reports of multiple people being in the store shooting. That was in El Paso. Well, right after that happened in El Paso, Walmart came in and said, we're basically mandating that nobody is allowed to carry firearms in our store. Well, of course, Kroger followed suit in 2019 and changed its corporate policies for all of its Kroger stores, all of its subsidiaries, including King Supers. In 2019, Kroger asked all shoppers to leave their firearms at home. The change in policy came a day after grocery rival Walmart made a similar change. The previous policy had deferred to state 
or local gun regulations. But in 2019, Kroger, from a corporate standpoint, mandated all Kroger stores and subsidiaries were not allowed to allow anybody inside that was carrying firearms even legally. Now, that was primarily geared towards open carrying, but it also stated any firearms, meaning concealed carry as well. So, yes, Dad nailed it on the head. King Supers was a gun-free store. Now, you always have to ask yourself the million-dollar question, and Dad brought up with the movie theater. If you are a law-abiding citizen and you are lawfully carrying, does a store have a right to tell you that you cannot defend yourself? And in my opinion, that is no. If you are buying something from a store and you're a customer and they are accepting your cash or they're accepting your payment in return for their product, you are now having a transaction with that store. It is your constitutional law and duty to be able to protect yourself in my opinion it is also a god-given right that nobody can tell you that you cannot defend yourself now people throw out the argument say well kroger is a private store why yes it is a private store but does that mean that since you are doing business with them they are now consenting to do business with you meaning you have the ability to defend yourself. There's been numerous case studies where people have had this happen, where they've been in places that have been gun-free zones, and they have legally and lawfully defended themselves. And in some cases, they were originally charged, or they had criminal or civil cases brought upon them. In almost every case that I have seen, and I've tried to research over the years, almost all the time, the charges get dropped because it always defers back to the Second Amendment and the state laws. Now, it's different. If you go into a store and they have a no-gun policy and the state is like New York and it's a no-gun policy and you go in with an illegal firearm that's hot and stolen, by absolutely all means, if you get caught with that, you are, are going to get charged and they're going to throw the book at you. But if you're a law-abiding citizen and there was a shooting at King Supers and you basically have a firearm on you and you see a deranged Muslim walking through the store shooting at people and you open fire on them, I can pretty much guarantee you you are not going to be charged. Now, I'm not giving you any legal advice whatsoever, but what I'm telling you is you have to wear out the balances and basically say, is it worth dealing in court with criminal charges after I save my life and other people's life? Or is it better off that I disarm myself and I put myself at the mercy of a deranged criminal that comes in and shoots me and my family and other people in the store? And now we're all dead and we don't even have the ability to defend ourselves anymore. I will always fall on the ladder and say you have the ability and the right to defend yourself legally in these states that allow you to concealed carry legally. And again, that's no legal advice. That is my personal opinion I'm giving you guys. What do you think, Deb? You know, Austin, it, it's, it's exactly what I talked about. You know, we basically have this group of people basically that are dictating we can't carry guns. But do you remember what happened? Many of you guys don't remember this. In fact, Austin, you're way too young to remember this. But in 1984, in fact, I'm going to give you the date, December the 22nd, 1984, there was a guy named by the name of Bernard Goetz. And he's a 37-year-old white man. He'd been mugged multiple times. He was riding a New York-based subway. He believed himself threatened. He was approached by four men, ages 18 to 19. In an instant, after contact, five shots rang out, and all four young guys were shot. Yeah. So, you know, all of these guys were carrying screwdrivers for their intended breaking into vending machines. They basically, none of them actually attended yet. You know, supposedly none of them actually threatened yet. But, you know, when it all ended up going to court and figuring it out, 
Gets basically rightly right. They said that he basically rightfully protected himself against these guys who were attempting to just, just you know, beat him up and kill him with a screwdriver. So all of the stuff. Gets was later sued by one of the teams who become paraplegic after his wound, and he's li- and he's found liable. Listen to this. Gets was found liable, but Gets was still alive. But Gets was filed found liable for forty three million dollars because he shot a guy who was going to attack him with a screwdriver. And this incident remains hotly debated case of self defense and the rights of citizens to use guns to protect themselves versus the proponents of gun bans and claims of racism. You know, apparently not such a case has been resolved from that debate. Now, so, you know, all you have to do is think through this for a second. Who's right here? Who's wrong here? Now, the reality is, is that, you know, this is going to end up in court. But a lot of you guys don't remember this. I'm going to post this on the website. You don't remember what happened with Bernard, Bernard Getz because it was a big deal. Because remember, New York was a gun-free zone then, too. He did not have a gun permit. He was just carrying a weapon because he got tired of being mugged all the time. And so he basically saw these guys. They came, they approached him, you know, very hostily. They were going to basically attack him, and he shot him. There you go. So he ended up in court. I'm pretty sure he wasn't, he was charged, but he was found innocent and on and on and on and on. But I don't remember this case in detail enough because gosh, this is almost 40 years ago, but you guys read through it and think through it because it's a really good case to think through. And then we have the, what happened with Travon Martin and Zimmerman here in Orlando and what happened with that mess under Obama. Obama's going, Oh, Travon Martin. Oh, if I had a son, he would look like Travon. Well, bud, you're married to a guy. Her name is whatever, Michael, and you're not going to have kids. I mean, that whole thing's a joke with him. But the reality is, is that he wanted to basically push the racial agenda again, push the hermaphroditic agenda again of letting men use the bathroom with little girls. This was Obama. And if you guys remember, Travon Martin was roaming around trying to break into a house. Unbelievable list of criminal activity in his life. Six foot one, six foot two, mixed martial arts champion. Unbelievably bad to the bone dude. And what do they do, Austin? They take a picture of his Olin Mills photograph when he was 10 years old and say, Little Travon was shot by this white supremacist Zimmerman. Well, it turns out Zimmerman's Hispanic. <laughs> He's Hispanic. His last name's just Zimmerman. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, the narrative changed. That's awful. Well, we're not going to charge him. Then all of a sudden, all the people showed up wanting to protest the fact that Zimmerman got to shoot Travon Martin. This little bitty baby who's 10 years old with his Olin Mills photograph, not the thug that he was. And all of a sudden, it goes to court. And Zimmerman, of course, is found not guilty in the state of Florida. We have the right to defend ourselves. And by the way, Travon Martin had Zimmerman on the ground pounding his head into the pavement. And Zimmerman reached into his pocket and pulled out a 9 millimeter and put a round right through Travon Martin's heart and killed him stone dead on the spot. So you think to yourself, well, that's just just self-defense. Well, not according to the state of Florida. He was charged up there in that liberal county he was in, and he had to defend himself. So this is the stuff that we've got to ask ourselves the question of. And so Austin's exactly right. Where I We are not on this show giving you any advice whatsoever to carry a gun into a gun-free zone. Here's my advice. If it's a gun-free zone, go to a store that's not a gun-free zone and do and support them. You know, we got a big sign, you know, on our we walk into that, you know, into the office, basically that you know, you know, we're not, you know, we're not politically correct. <laughs> it's on the outside door, uh, you know, and uh, we support our troops. We say Merry Christmas and all the other things that we have on these signs that we move around all the time. We let people know. You walk into here, this is not that place. We were just the other day. We were over in Lakeland which is about 10 miles from us, 15 miles from us. And we were at a health food store. And this lady's been in business for like 40 years. 
And she's wearing a mask because she's in her 70s. She's sucking through the mask, trying to breathe, and all of her employees are wearing masks. And, and I said to her, I said, you know the masks don't work. And she goes, no, of course they don't work. This is awful. And I said, well, why are you wearing the mask? She goes, Ted, if I don't wear a mask, people walk in, see me without a mask, and they turn around and leave. She said that. So she said, I got tired of the business falling off so hard because I wasn't wearing a mask. And so I told my employees that we all had to wear masks. And I'm like, whoa. And I said, so in order to stay in business, you've had to capitulate. She goes, yeah. And I said, this is awful. And she goes, yeah, it is. She goes, I know they don't work and they elevate CO2 levels. They're horrible for my health, but I have no choice. Otherwise, I won't stay in business. She says, all we are doing right now is surviving. That's why I want to thank you, all of you. I have not yet had the opportunity to pray for you today. It's been a busy morning here at the house. I had to deal with some issues with Savannah, which I'll discuss with you in a second, the 18-year-old. And uh, I want to discuss it that with you in a second, but I want to tell you though, I want to thank you for supporting health masters. We are not politically correct. We are so far to the extreme of that. This show is so ultra conservative that all we want to do is talk about Jesus. It's all I could do not to preach the whole time and talk about he's the son of the most high God, that through him, all things are held together and that he is the author and he is the finisher and he is the perfecter of our faith. And my heart beats for the great I am. That's how conservative I am. I had a friend of mine the other day, and he said, what's your purpose? And my purpose, I said, my purpose is to serve God. My heart beats for the great I am. And they were like, oh, this guy's not a Christian. He couldn't even believe I said that. And I, and I said, no, that's, that's how I feel. And he goes, well, do you have other things? And went, well, I'm not going to go into that today. But the point was, that's our testimony, guys. If we, if, we, if we talk to people that are not Christian, and they ask us what our purpose or what they're doing, or if they get into a deeper conversation with us, be prepared to answer these questions. Why? Because it's what we're supposed to do. The Bible says, go ye and do likewise. You know, save people. Talk to them about Jesus. This is the Great Commission. That's what we're supposed to do. But let me give you a little bit of information here. Here's what happens online now. Kids are being told that if they basically befriend people, be a male or female or whatever, it doesn't make any difference because these old people get online and they say, well, you just want somebody to talk to. And if you basically befriend us, we will send you money. Is $2,000 enough? Oh, yeah. It's happening everywhere. Okay? So that's why I had this discussion with Savannah today because she's being approached by somebody like this. And I know another kid who basically did that. Now, here's the problem that you run into. Let's say you got a really pretty girl, and she's basically online, or she's on TikTok, and she's a teenager. And somebody says, I'm going to give you $2,000 if you talk to me, but I need to go ahead and mail you a check. Here we go, guys. Are you listening? I need your name. I need your real name because you're going to deposit this as a financial instrument, okay? And I need your address to mail the check to. Well, now you've just told somebody who you are. You've broken the cardinal rule of online stuff. You're basically disclosing your identity to a complete and total stranger who could be a child trafficker. And you're telling them your address to mail you a check. And you're giving them banking information and, 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 and. You don't do that and tell your kids to watch out for this because this is the latest scam running through the United States and through the world right now. And this is an old scam that's been happening for a long time, which they'll send you a check for like $2,000 and they'll say, oh, by the way, if you could do me a favor, I'm having a hard time with my budget right now, et cetera. Could you send me $1,000 back? Okay. And what ends up happening is you mail the check back. Your check clears. Theirs doesn't. And now you're out the money. I had it happen to a friend of ours years ago who bought a – selling a four by four 
and he sold the 4 by 4 to some place in Mexico or Texas, I don't remember. And the guy sent him a check for like $10,000, which was $5,000 more than it was supposed to be for. He deposited the check, and his friend calls him back and says, hey, look, I'm so sorry. I sent you too much money. It was The exchange rate with pesos was wrong. Can you please send me the $5,000 back? And he sent him the $5,000 back. And you know the story. The $10,000 check bounced. The $5,000 check did not bounce. My friend called me up and says, I don't know what's going on with this. And I said, you've been scammed. This is an adult male. He's 40 years old. And I said, you've been scammed. Goes, no, 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 I would, that wouldn't happen to me. I'm like, it already happened to you. It just happened to you. You lost $5,000. No, 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 my bank will make it right. I said, no, they won't. You wrote a check out of your account to a third party. Your bank ain't going to make it right. And they did, the bank never made it right. And this man, his name is Jim, got hosed for $5,000. So be really, really careful with these people. I want to buy your 4 by 4 I want to buy your car. I want to buy this. I'm going to send you a check. Blah, blah, blah. Don't give out personal information like that. Then I have another friend of mine. Okay, this is, we're getting real personal here today. I'm not going to mention any names. And he's in the middle of a divorce. And I love the guy. He's like a brother. Of me. He's like my son. I mean, I've known the guy forever. And I would pretty much do anything for him. He's a listener of the show. I can hear me talking about it right now. And all of a sudden, he's back into the dating scene. And I warned him. I said, here's what you got to do. Before you go out with girls, and the same thing goes with women, before you go out with guys, get yourself one of those little things for $20 a month, and you can do a background check on these people. Are you listening to me? Please listen to me. You guys are my family. I love you guys. Do a background check on them. Find out if they've been married 25 times. Okay. Find out if they've been in jail. Find out if they got convicted for murder when they were 15 or 20 or 30 years old or whatever. They spent a bunch of time in prison. Now they're out. Find out who they are. You know, if you really get serious about them, run a full financial statement on them. Find out where they are financially. Do they owe millions of dollars? Do they owe hundreds of thousands of dollars? Do they owe tens of thousands of dollars? Do they pay the bills? What's their beacon score? Find out who you're dating. Find out who you're involved in. It's so easy now with online dating sites. It's so easy now when you go out, everybody wants to meet everybody because everybody's COVID crazy anyhow. And here in the state of Florida, people really enjoy going back out again and going to restaurants and meeting people. Be very, very careful on who you associate with. Guys, I hate to tell you this. and You know this. There are a lot of really bad people out there. I mean, they're bad. They're bad to the bone. And they don't appear that way when you meet them. We had a girl work for us years ago, 20 years ago. And we had to let her go almost immediately because the employee – my manager who hired her didn't do a background check on her. And then finally we found out this girl was bad news. She had a record of a mile long, and she was basically attempting to steal money from our company because we didn't do a background check on her. Really, really important that you check out who you're associating with. I remember years ago. Kids were little, and we had a motorhome, and we were to go out west and do some book touring stuff. And I remember we had one of our kids had a friend at a local school. They were still in school at the time, like in fourth, fifth grade. And he asked if this friend could go with him on this trip. Harrison did. My, my He's like 22 years old now. And I, I said, sure. I said, but, you know, you better check with her parents. Let her parents know everything's going on because we're taking a minor outside of the state. And her dad, and I'll give him credit. He ran a full background check on me and Sharon before he allowed us to take his daughter out of state. So it doesn't matter who it is. Run a background check. Spend a few dollars before you start dating somebody, before you fall in love with somebody. How about that? Before you start getting attached to somebody, find out who they are and what they believe and what their values are. And the first thing you should be talking to them about is this. How do you feel about 
Jesus? Are you a Christian? Are you agnostic? Are you an atheist? That's a done deal for me. That's that's a that's a that's a that would be a deal killer. Oh, I'm an atheist. Oh, okay. Well, you know, it was nice meeting you. I got to go. I'm agnostic. Well, there you go. I, I I've got to go. I'm a Christian. Oh, okay. What type of Christian are you? What do you believe in? What are your values? Have that conversation with them. You know, why, why, if, if you know the conversation is going to end there, if you know that's where it's going to go, if you're going to date them and be serious about them, why don't you start that conversation there? Won't that save a lot of time, a lot of money buying dinner and buying movies and going out on dates? I mean, what happens if you date somebody for three or four months and you really like them or you're in love with them and now you found out they're a complete and total atheist or they hate God or they hate Jesus? Now all of a sudden you're going to be like, that was nice. That was really a waste of time. And I'm in the middle of this mess. Think through what you're doing. And I know you guys are our listeners and you guys are brilliant. <laughs> you guys are amazing. And I know there's a bunch of you out there that are really smart. I know that or, you know, you wouldn't be listening to the type of reasoning stuff that we talk about on this show and the stuff that we expose all the time. But guys, it's getting really, really, really weird out there. And be really careful and be very careful with your children. The Bible says, train up your children in the way they should go. And they are old a lot apart from it. Always remember that. Guys, I love you. And I appreciate you so very much. Also, go ahead and finish it up and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. And also, too, what he was saying, be very careful as far as with the whole cash app stuff now. He was talking about checks with a lot of this online stuff. I've gotten a lot of information from my buddy who's a sheriff and other people I know who have seen a lot of this now. This is becoming very prevalent with a lot of these young girls on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok where these guys want to start giving them money. And the problem with it is not only do they start expecting stuff in return after they start giving you all this money. They I, That always is where it ends. Nobody hands people money to have a conversation with them online. This just doesn't happen. There's always an ulterior motive. And a lot of times people don't use checks anymore, hard checks, because that's one of the easiest ways to get caught. But they use a lot of these cash apps. So this cash app here, cash app there, there's, there's dozens of them out there. Everybody's seen them or used them. Well, the thing about it is in order to do that, you have to give somebody your cash app username at the very least. Well, once you start doing that and you start having financial transactions, A, you now have a paper trail between that person and you, digital finances being sent to you. Now, here's the problem with this. A, you don't know who that person is. You don't know where that money's coming from, and you don't know what the heck they're involved in. They could be involved in illicit sex trafficking and basically online child porn and all kinds of other stuff. And now their laptop gets seized and they get indicted. Now they have a paper trail of you getting $2,000, $5,000, $1,000 a week a month from that person. Now they contact you and say, hey, what? Uh, we need to know you and uh, you know Joe Smo. He's sending you $1,000 a week over here. He's been indicted on child trafficking. Why do you get all this money from him for? What are you involved in? Also, do you go, oh, he was just paying me to talk to him? Mm, yeah. Not to mention, it's pretty easy. Once you have that information and that cash app information, you can start digging in and finding out more information about those people because rarely do people use alias-based cash apps. They always have their name on it, like their full name. I've seen that before, and I'm like, why don't you guys have something a little bit more private? But again – a lot of people don't think about that. So just something else to think about in this wild world we live in. Also, too, something I thought I would bring up just as a kind of 
a matter of irony of what we've been talking about with these unbelievably crazy RNA gene editing injections that they're calling vaccines. Three people in Hawaii now who have been fully vaccinated for COVID via the Pfizer or Moderna injection have now tested positive for COVID (laughs) over a month after they were injected with their second dose of the Pfizer or Moderna injection. They're reporting this now on the NY Post, which is interesting. And so, of course, then they try to twist it, propaganda, and go, but we don't want people to be deterred. This is possible. Sometimes this can happen. So again, it's exactly what we went back and talked about. The injection doesn't stop you from contracting the virus, and the injection doesn't stop you from transmitting the virus. All this thing does is cause you to start manufacturing the virus itself in your body through gene therapy. This is a very, very crazy thing. I had a customer come this morning, a real good customer. I met him here. He wanted me to be here as soon as we opened up. I said, absolutely, man. I'll meet you at the office as soon as we open up. And he came in here, and we were talking. And he goes, what's going on with this thing? I started telling him about it. He goes, dude, this – he goes, I had a buddy of mine call me up. He just got the shot last week. He's like deathly ill at his house, fever, chill, shaking, shivering, nauseous, can't eat. And I said, well, yeah, that's what happens. So, again – Do your own research. Get the information out there. Thank you for supporting Health Masters. We greatly appreciate everything you guys do for us. Thank you for getting the information out there. Be sure to check out the product of the week, the Ultimate D3-10,000K2. Y'all voted. It won by a landslide. One of the probably best products we carry for overall immune system health. So be sure to check it out on the website, 15% off Health Masters. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.